Good afternoon, everyone, and a warm welcome to QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Labs is a fortnightly podcast designed to be the place to learn all about the world of QuickBooks and other accounting software. Every two weeks, we hang around these microphones to talk about all the latest news, tips, and tricks for QuickBooks. And I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant, the owner of an accounting firm called Boffix, a QuickBooks certified trainer with a fancy new logo around here somewhere. And also that QuickBooks chap on the internet. Join me, as always, is my co-host, Ash. How's it going, Ash? All good. Fantastic. Thanks, Aaron. Enjoying the sunshine. Well, not quite, but I'm inside. <laughs> but I'm enjoying the fact that it's there. Um, yes, me, Ash Beatson, bookkeeper, accountant, app developer, founder of NetTracker, making fixed assets easy. That goes with, oh, and before I forget, we also are joined... Uh, by Johan Gori, uh, accountant from Scotland. Um, should we bring Johan in? He can sort of say a quick hello and introduce himself. Hello. Hi, Johan. Am I there? <clears throat> yep. Hi, guys. My name's Johan. I am the managing director of OnPoint Accounting Group. Uh, we look after several on accounting brands throughout the UK. Cheers, Johan. Uh, so back over to you, Aaron. Perfect, perfect. So we have a cracker installed for you today. First of all, let's figure out how all this works, though. So we are live to the nation at the regular time of 4.30 UK time, usually every other Tuesday, which is around about 10.30 US Central time. Although, has that moved now? We've changed time? We... I think it might be half past nine in the half US. Half past nine now, yeah. okay. Daylight saving all that, just playing with our mind. So if you're listening to this back at a late time, why not think about joining us live? That way we can get involved with the show and ask us anything using the chat box. We've got some people in already. So, yep, hopefully they'll um, uh, enjoy the show as well. So why not, if you've got the opportunity to come and join us live to ask those burning questions, we'll make sure there's a Q&A section at the end. Furthermore, we're now live on podcast services around the globe. So feel free to subscribe to the podcast service of your choice ash what's our agenda for today's show so Aaron, we've got a little bit of news um, that you'll take us through so a couple little changes with uh, one sas uh, a little bit on the mobile and then we've got a bit of uh you know interesting discussion topics i suppose we can call it and uh, we'll look at that you know dealing with messy quickbooks files you know it might come with a mess you know what do you do do you scrap the whole lot do you look at tidying it up um and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the assets, you know, when it's end of March. So we'll be thinking about doing our tax returns, hopefully for next month. Maybe some of us might be doing next month. Some of us might be doing next January. But <laughs> let's, let's think positive uh, and try and get them done nice and early. Uh, so we'll think about, you know, what we're going to start tidying up and reviewing. Sounds good to me, Ash. Sounds good to me. Okay, then. Let's start with one of my first news topics for today. So I'm just going to quickly share my screen. Where's the share screen? There we are. Okay, so on the, uh, on the topic of this one is all about a little company that we've been talking about quite a lot, and that's OneSaaS. So OneSaaS is an integration platform for many different e-commerce options out there. Um, and we spoke about it on the show, I want to say, 
we've definitely spoke about it more than once, but I want to say on the last three or four shows, we've brought this as a topic conversation. And the idea of one SaaS is really straightforward. If you've got a client or if you're using QuickBooks and you're using something like eBay or Shopify, and we'll go through the, the, the other options in a minute, um, but if you're using one of those per particular solutions, then the whole idea of this is it connects it together. So that can be really useful for clients who are maybe a little bit struggling in the concept of how to record, say, their eBay sales. Because one of the big problems with your eBay sales, as an example, is that you will receive that money net of all fees and everything else that goes with it. The idea of one SaaS is to make it so that you are actually bringing in the gross amount, and then it means you can actually make sure that that information is coming in correctly. It's a really cool piece of software. It's one I've done quite a few videos on now and trying to promote the kind of the use of it and how it uses and everything else. But there's been a big, big change in the way that it's priced going forward. So we've actually, um, for people who don't know, if you go to apps.com, that's the place where we go in and we can find our little app store related to QuickBooks. Some great apps on here. If I do a little search here, one of the probably best apps on the marketplace this one here uh, net tracker i don't know if you've heard of it or not but definitely a definitely an app to look into you know, five out of five out 4.9 now is the rate in there so a wonderful piece of software um but included in there is um, also the one sas um integrations and if you look here we've got what shopify by one so if you're already using shopify this is a great little integration woocommerce by one sas ebay BigCommerce, Squarespace, FreshBooks. I'm still confused why FreshBooks is there, but it's still there. Uh, Mag Magneto, OpenCart, Loivus. Loivus is a great piece of um, software if you've got anyone who's using a till system. Um, Wix, Etsy, and so on and so forth. In fact, if you press load more, there's a couple more in there as well, including Salesforce. Um, and as, as we've already said, Intuit have acquired OneSaaS, so we were expecting some big things between how they've come. No, I don't think anyone actually believed it would come this good, though, because if I click in any of these one SAS ones and I look at the pricing now, we have a brand new price point of free. And that is pretty much a game changer in the way that we've been promoting these apps before. So, gentlemen, uh, any comments you got on that one? What do you think to that? Over to you first, Johan. I mean, as you said, Aaron, it's a game changer. We we had a client um, who has a Shopify business yeah. and they had thousands of transactions a month going through Shopify and it was costing us an arm and a leg in softwares that weren't always that reliable to import into QuickBooks. So to have this as a free option is absolutely fantastic. And because it's such a integrated part, OneSAS and QuickBooks working so closely together, the automation is just better than anything I've seen elsewhere on the market, and we don't have to pay for it. So everyone's happy. It certainly is. Ash? Yeah, well, obviously, it's a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to sort of look into it a bit more. I mean, I, I don't have any clients these days as such that, yeah. that need it. But, you know, I'm thinking about you know, my own uh, requirements. If, if we sort of change some of the way that we receive payments, um, and then log them into QuickBooks. You know, I'm definitely going to investigate a little bit more um, to see exactly what it is I can do and what I can get out of it. You know, if it's a free piece of software, um, you know, I've got nothing to lose apart from just investing a bit of time. And and, and any app, we all know that any app you need to put an, a little bit of effort into learning how to use it. But you know, when it's free, 
you know, just put a couple of hours aside and, you know, you can save a, a huge amount of time, can't you? Definitely. I mean, it is really user-friendly as well. I think that's one of the good things about it. There's the one thing we've had a lot of is different people have tried the integration space and there are still ones out there that are, you know, recommended for certain situations i you know um for amazon for example there's a particular software i would still probably push them down and there's little bits where if you know the space and you know that area then you're still going to probably promote some form of software even though it might be not that wonderful free mode but you know because it's you know you, you'll get the value out of paying x amount for whatever it's going to be but what i think is the good thing about them choosing one SaaS is just how straightforward it is to get it all set up. It just it just works. Like, like John said, it just works. It just literally, you get your eBay, um, as an example, you get your eBay um, um, credentials, you get yourself logged in, and then it kind of talks you through it. And what I do like as well is it kind of brings up this really complex dashboard in front of you when you first look in there. And it does look a little bit overwhelming, but it says in big, bold letters that, 80% of the time, you can just leave this alone and you'll be absolutely fine. But bear in mind that if you need anything else out of it, if there's something you want to tweak, whatever it's going to be, the option's there for you to play with. And I think what we've started to use in this for is we can really now hone in on t like bundles of software that we can really push together. Um, and because it's free, it means that people are going to be more likely to want to do that. We've always had this dream where we can like sell this particular bundles of software for a certain type of client but then you've got to kind of have that buy-in with them that they've got to pay not only for quickbooks but for this software for that software and everything else now you've got that so yeah it's it's brilliant and yeah as as john says well like that whole idea of it being integrated with quickbooks means it's got that tight integration it's only going to be the start of it so it's there's still bits i think can be improved on so there's a few more integrations i'd like to see um but yeah it's a great great bit of thing any anything from anyone else? Kind of opens up the market again because, as a firm, we actively avoided e-commerce mm. after that one client because we just knew how much time and labour was required to sense check all the data, the cost of the integration. So a lot of e-commerce like to run on a shoestring. So telling them, oh, and yeah. by the way, it's an extra sixty quid a month to get your software to talk to QuickBooks. It just was a, a non-starter. So we actively avoided that industry as a pro provider for accounting services. But with OneSAS, we're now looking at it again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, make, it makes total sense. Uh, and I and I, you know, completely agree. You know, when I've looked, when you looked at it before, you know, with other people, you, know, you, you could easily spend a lot of money each month. Um, and then it just puts people off. So... I've also heard that uh, rumblings from the zero side that their connections are going to be cancelled soon and they're going to have to move on to find another solution. So that's a big, big um, bit that uh, came out of the blue. I was not expecting that. I'd, I'd expect them to like, maybe increase the fee or something and make it <laughs> uber competitive to be on QuickBooks, but ending support completely is a, a, a crazy one. But, yeah, that's what they're going for. Um, imagine all time treated the same. End the support, or they're going to rename one SAS like they did T sheets. Oh, do you reckon that's what it's going to be? Because you've got QuickBooks Time now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is still available on the zero market for apps. Ah, okay, that's sneaky. Oh, I see what so you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. take QuickBooks Time and plug it into zero, or do you think, well, it's probably going to talk better to QuickBooks? Yeah. yeah, which is probably because they did the same. I don't know if you know about Trade Gecko, but they did the same there as well. 
so they've changed that one. So yeah, that's probably it. That's that's clever marketing, isn't it? When you think about it, what can I say? Yeah. Can I How say? do you get onto your competitors' marketplace? Yeah. <laughs> Buy it all and rebrand it. Yeah, I mean, if they want a, um, you know, if they need a, 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 a tracking, a net tracking solution, you know, fixed asset solution, they want to rebrand it. I'm sure Ash is ready to have that conversation with them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> QuickBooks assets <laughs> that could work quite well. Um, yeah, and then one last thing on the um, one SaaS um, bit as well is what we found as well is it's kind of opening up our minds into how we run our practice. So we're starting to think about certain integrations that could work actually quite well for our practice. And then when you start having those ideas, it's something that you know you can you can kind of pass on to clients and have that sort of idea as well. So it's definitely it's, a, it's been a big one, um, and I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. Um, they, they've not got the VAT side 100% right yet, but I don't think it's really their space for it. Is it? It's more really with the, the, the kind of payment solution should be getting that right. But we'll figure that one out as we go along. All right, next bit of news then. Um, really straightforward, this news, actually. And let me just move and put the screen over here. But the mobile app for QuickBooks Online has had a bit of an update and actually quite a significant one. Um so aesthetically, it looks very different to what it did before. And so I'm just going to quickly share the screen. Uh, there we are. Oh, you can't see that, can you? Why can't you see that? Oh, you there we are. There we are. Cool. All right. So I'm just going to jump into the QuickBooks app itself. And from the QuickBooks app, um, oh, just giving it away. That's it. <laughs> Should have just looked at for sooner. So, first of all, aesthetically, there's a little bit of a change here at the top. Instead of having the plus button, the, the plus button's disappeared. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed in app as well, but the in the browser, it's kind of moving around the, the plus button again. So, the new button's now appeared in the top right hand corner sometimes. So, I don't know if that's intentional or not, but that's a, that, that's a, a different topic for a different day. But um, now we've got these little elements here. So it's all about having kind of like a quick bar, if you like. So you can go in, you can press whatever transaction you want. Um, snap receipt's still there. They're all exactly the same as you did have in the plus button. Um, but instead of having the plus button, you've now got this. Cash flows looks a little bit different. Um, not sure I quite like that as much. I, I prefer the line. I thought the line worked or was easier to understand, definitely from client's point of view. Um, but the big change is all about snap receipt. So Anyone who's not aware of Snap Receipt, I'll just quickly get a, a receipt out to show you. But if I had that receipt to bring into QuickBooks, um, for me to get that receipt in, um, I'd probably have to type it all out. But not if I use Snap Receipt. All I need to do is literally press Snap Receipt itself. Photo comes up. I take a photo of it. And even uh, a poor receipt like this one, where like the £9.73 for the VAT and you know, the dates kind of skewed and all that sort of stuff. Even a poor receipt like this one gets read by QuickBooks itself and brought the data in. Now, before what happened is you press this, use this photo, and it would just then do its magic, but you wouldn't be able to do anything else in app. You'd have to go back to the browser, and in the browser, you would then have to be able to do the work from there. Now, though, we have the opportunity to do it all from here. So I've got a bit of an example here is a, another one I've put through. But here's a Virgin Media business transaction. 
I can click on it. I can see the transactions going in there, but I can actually see what's going on and get more information from here. Um, you can see what's already been reviewed as well. So you can go through and see if you've already taken that photo. So example there, I could go, yeah, I've probably already included that one in. So that looks from now. Um, so it's basically giving you an opportunity to um, see, you know, more functionality about the receipts capturing. You can see which ones now are being captured. So at the moment, they're going through and they're doing that that receipt that I've just looked at. It's not quite ready yet, but at least I can now see that that's been processed and that's going through. So, you know, if you've got a whole pile of, of, of receipts to go through, you're going to have more of an indication if you've done that particular receipt or not. Um, and they're just adding functionality in here. And I think it is actually a really good thing that that's coming into the mobile app as well, because, you know, I'm sure, Joe, I'm sure you've got the same where we've got clients where they only ever use the mobile app now. They don't go into any other piece of stuff. They don't log into the browser like we would do. Um, so the more functionality they can have in there, the better. Uh, what do you guys think to that one? Yeah, I mean, that is handy if you've, you know, whacked a couple of receipts on and you can't remember whether you've put it on or not and you can just quickly look back. Um, I, I take it we can't actually edit the details on there, yet, can we? We still want to go into the browser and... Yeah, it's weird because I was able to, um, I think it was yesterday or something, so it looks like it's one of those where they've pulled that for now, but it, I, I, I definitely can see that's going to be next online in terms of it. It's already extracted the amount, so £4.80, 80, 80p, uh, second the fourth, so it's extracted that data. You can see that data's in there. You just can't do anything with it yet, if you like. Yeah. And it's, as you say, it's, the fact that it's in the app is just key. Because how many business owners sit in front of their computers all day? Yeah. Most nowadays are out and about, and they want to be doing it as they go to keep on top of it. Um, like I was, there's someone posted on well, on the QuickBooks community group the other day that how often do, be, do people do their bookkeeping? It's like, well, everyone does it on the go using the app. Like, just get into the habit of it. The amount of times I buy a train ticket not that we're allowed out anymore, but I used to buy a train ticket, put it in the ticket barrier, get swallowed. And it's like, oh, I've not got the receipt for that. You know, so, yeah, it's it's really important to have as much functionality for day-to-day -day business use on your app. And also it encourages us to discourage our clients from going in and where all the journal tools and all that are. We don't want them breaking anything by playing with anything. Just focus on the app, and they can do everything they need to do in the app. Yeah, um, definitely. And that new layout, that new bar above the, along the top, I think that's so much clearer than just having a menu hidden away. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that sort of thing, isn't it, where sometimes you forget that there's certain functionality yourself and actually having it laid out is there, isn't it? Um, we started using that upload feature as yeah. well. It's just We love it just as a way of clients telling us there's something we need to know. So... You know, we've told them if a HMRC letter comes in, just take a photo of it using because they've got they've got the app out anyway. They're already using it instead of having to drum up an email and put the email address in and send it to us that way. They just take a photo of it, and you know we can see it at our end. So it, it's got a lot of good good possibilities, and we'll talk about it later. But you know, this whole idea about the bank and how that could integrate well 
it's perfect solution, isn't it? You give it to your employees, they go out, they're on the train, like you were saying, on the train or whatever it's going to be. You know, you can have that interaction, have it all there on the one. So, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And it's good to see the app is getting some real good updates lately. Um, yeah. It seems to be getting from strength to strength, which is good. Yeah, definitely. Apart from the people screaming, we want CIS in there. <laughs> that and mileage, mileage for everyone as well. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> why mileage is it only the yeah. primary user? Or master yeah. admin, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, mileage for everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the construction stuff for some of the subbies would be useful. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should start some sort of plaque or something. We'll have it in the back of the screen or something. Mileage uh, for everyone. The petition. <laughs> I think mileage, it can't be far behind now because with QuickBooks time, it already tracks your GPS. Mm. So if you've got your employees using the time tracker on QuickBooks app or QuickBooks time, it makes sense to have the mileage available for them to track as well. Yeah, we were promised it, weren't we? Was it summer summer update? I think yeah. it was there. And we're almost a year now. So, yeah, it's it's coming. It's just when, where and how. So. <laughs> Yeah, because ideally we want it to actually interact with QuickBooks as well. That'd be really nice, wouldn't it? The mileage, not just a bit of posting. That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> we can we can all but dream. We can all but dream. <laughs> Ash, what else you want to talk about? All right, okay. So let's talk about um, you know someone out a messy QuickBooks file. I suppose it could be a QuickBooks file. It could be any file, really, couldn't it? It could be any sort of software. So. Uh, let's just ask the, ask among our, ourselves. So, if you've got, if you've, um, I'll, I'll ask you your first, uh, Johan. So, let's say a client's come to you, and you know they've been using QuickBooks for you know maybe six months or a year, and you look at it and it is a bit of a mess. What do you do? Do you try to fix it, or do you think, uh, no, let's just scrap the whole thing and start from fresh? This is an interesting question. So three years ago, someone came to me and said, can I get a QuickBooks license from you? Yeah, no problems. Oh, my accountant, I've got a family accountant, we can't move. Um, but I want to use QuickBooks because I want to send my invoices and stuff from that and I want to do my bank fees. So, fine, I'm not going to judge you. you. At least you're on some cloud technology, that's great. Well, he came to me this week saying, I want to use the cash flow tool in QuickBooks. How much of a job is it to catch up with QuickBooks? So I'll have a look, see how far behind you are. Yeah, he's not matched a bank transaction since 2018. <sighs> so because it's just been a tool for him to invoice from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But now he's suddenly realised that he's going to have to get the banks all sorted out, everything. So we're now having that discussion of you can either pay and we can sit there and do it all for you. But it's a huge job, or we might be better off giving you a blank license and starting again. Um, and I think it's a two-way, it's just a two-way conversation with every individual client as to where's the value. Do you want to have all that invoice tracking history and stuff that's in there? And that's so valuable to you that actually paying for someone to sit there and go through three years with a bank transaction is worth it. Or is there not enough value in your records to think, actually, I'll just start again? Yeah. Okay. So before we, uh, I'll come to you next then, Aaron. So what do you reckon? What's what? What have you have you had, What's your experience on this? 
I think I'm too tight, if I'm honest, to ever start again. So I always spend that time and I just go through going, there must be a way we can salvage this. Because I just think back to how much either we've paid for the subscription or the client's paid for the subscription, mm-hmm. or whoever's paid for the subscription up to that date. I'm always thinking to myself, there must be some value left in that. But, you know, they've got to get something out of it. Um, and I'm always looking at ways to try and clean it up, try and do it. And for me, I just draw a line in the sand and just go, right, when was the last statutory set of accounts done, for example? Right, there's your opening balances. What can we salvage from there and see if we can go from there? But, yeah, that's always been my mentality. But, you know, I, I, def- I definitely see it. I, and I think it's because I'm, I, I can kind of, in my mind, I know that if I've gone to a line and I've gone to an open balance or whatever it's going to be, I don't care what's before that date. You know, I, I, in my mind, I, I can deal with it. But I know a lot of people, they see that mess behind. They can't, they can't not see it, can they? They, they? They're fixated on it. They're fixated on that mess. And yeah, and then move on from there. So, Ash, what, what, what would you do then? What's, yeah. your, what's your pro tip? To come to yours, so I can sort of see both sides there. So on, if someone's just used uh, for nothing else than an invoicing tool, then maybe I might scrap it if they've not done anything and not use any banking. But actually then coming back to um, or, uh, probably on, you know, think about it, more on Aaron's wavelength, because even if they have just used it as an invoicing tool and they've got, you know, they could have 6,000 unpaid invoices from three years because they've never put anything in. Um, I would probably, you know, do some exports um, and then, you know, create things like a, a code so I could then import them back as credit notes uh, and just mark them all as paid, you know, turn on automatic apply credits. So, that, yeah, okay, their bank history is going to be pants and they've got no payments or expense costs in there. But at least all their custom history is up to date. Yeah. And then you're, just left, then you're just left with, you know, what your unpaid customers are. And then, like you said, Aaron, I just draw, draw a line under the sand uh, in the sand to say, okay, well, from this day, your last accountant uh, has done some set of accounts. We'll take that as your starting point and stick some journals in and bring everything up to date. So that, that, that's then the reason why I came, <laughs> this sort of conversation came about. We had a lot of message. I won't mention any names. Um, uh, literally uh, move, wanted to move one QuickBooks Online file to another QuickBooks Online file. Um, originally, I thought it's because there was a bit of a mess, but I think this was just a, a bit of a time saving or cost saving exercise because I wanted to move it from an accountant that was paying X amount of subscription uh, to someone else's. So, you know, that isn't, I don't think that's in, uh, really, well, it's, yes, it's slightly unethical in my head because I'm, I, I, I like to think of, well, okay, I know you sort of, I know uh, Intuit are, you know, worth billions. Um, so they're not going to miss it. But if they did it, if people did it for every subscription, then all of a sudden, you know, accountants won't get, they won't get offered these new crazy deals. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be for your new clients or uh, new users. Um, so that's my little uh, take <laughs> take on that. But so would you ever try to, I suppose I'm not going to ask you whether you uh, try to move one subscription to another. But in some instances, I have heard, I've seen on little um, forums where uh, an ex-accountant 
has refused point blank to move that subscription across to the new accountant. Have you ever come across that? Really? Yeah. What? Because they want to retain, do you reckon, their uh, original price point and reuse that? Possibly, or they're just they're, um, the. Well, I think the conversation I saw once was that they'd spent so long setting it up and getting it nice, they didn't want to pass it to anyone else. Basically, that's what it, that's what it was. I think part of it as well is old school accounting mindset of, right, Sage, the accountant owed the license. Yeah. In yeah. my mind, the customer, the, the business, that the client owns the QuickBooks license. They might be paying me to pay QuickBooks. Yeah. But if you go to QuickBooks, QuickBooks will be quite happy to tell you that that license belongs to the end user, not to the accountant. Even if it's on account on one of the accountants' batch pricing yeah. deals, so yeah, it's I'm fairly sure it's in the T's and C's at QuickBooks that it belongs to the client. Yeah, I, I've always thought that, so I'm, I'm glad we're sort of on on the same wavelength there. And, and let's be honest, it should be as well, shouldn't it? Let you know, it's the client's data. Like we shouldn't yeah. have any power to say you're not allowed it or anything. It shouldn't be like that. Not when the system's built to be so exchangeable. Yeah. Like, you know, with Sage, it used to be, well, it's built in, you can't just transfer, you need to download your backup and move your backup and data and stuff. Whereas yeah. QuickBooks, Zero, Free Agent, they're all now so interchangeable yeah. that we, we as accountants should be facilitating that move. Definitely. Uh, cool. So while we're on the subject then of like tidying up a mess. Yeah. So if I can share my screen. Let's okay. have a look. Yeah. But you can share an image of your office then. <laughs> <laughs> this is how to keep a clean office. That's <laughs> great. Um, yeah. There we go. Screen two. There it is. Awesome. All right. Okay, cool. Now if so i don't think i'm giving anything away here sometimes i used to wonder whether i should you know give out these sort of little uh secrets now if this was a file now this is a file actually which is less than three months old so if you do have a client that's uh, made a bit of a hash of it in the first couple of months then you know we can scrap and start again so for anyone i don't know if whether you knew this johan or you i'm sure you probably probably yeah. did maybe did uh, but for anyone that's listening or that's watching um so in the top there where we've got our address bar we've got uh, app and then a slash forward slash i'm going to put in there the words purge company and then press return so if a file is less than three months old we should see it'll come up in a minute uh, a little message that basically tells us that uh, if I click type in the word yes at the bottom right hand corner, I think it will come up, that I can literally scrap everything that's ever been put in this file and I'll lose, you know, it's irre irreversible. So if it, it's, you know, this was, uh, I'll get three months, 90 days to do this. So I've still got, you know, a few days left in which I can sort of do, you know, carry on. Um, and then the bottom, if I type in the word yes, any data that was put in there prior today, uh, lost, scrapped. 
so it, it, it can be useful for uh, you know those that have literally cocked everything up you know put all the you know connected about five different banks and then put all the entries in the wrong way around and it's just a complete nightmare uh, and a couple of little tips on that if you were to do that so often if you do delete it you're going to lose all of it, any of your customer invoices that you're going to put in so maybe if you wanted to keep some of that in info you know download some reports into into excel uh, for your customer invoices and then once you've you know scrapped this you know set it put your settings back in place and you've got to re-import them using the tools that are in quickbooks you know some quite simple things in there uh, to do so i thought i'd just uh mention that have you ever used that you know and that tool yeah we used it once or twice um but it's, you're right the import and export tool make this so much more powerful so we literally export the bits of data we want like customer data as you say invoice data that the stuff that they've probably not messed up if you export that, do your purge, and then re-import that bit after doing your settings, and then reconnect your bank accounts, and they go, your bank accounts go back three months with most of your banks. Yeah. You're starting from square one with a slight advantage. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What about you, Aaron? <clears throat> yeah, I've used it before. I think the only thing that gets me is that 90-day thing. Um, a like a lot of us accountants, we've got licenses that could be two years old before someone uses it sort of idea. Um so yeah, I wouldn't. I wonder what that ninety-day reason is. I, I wonder if it's like to stop. I'm trying to think if there's any way that. Uh, I, I assume it's so people don't just purge a license and then reuse that license. I suppose I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's that. It, over that ninety days, it's a great piece of tool. I think if it works really well. Yeah, um, I've not needed to do this for a little while, but I have done it um, uh, a couple of few times. Just actually, even on brand new files, we've got nothing in. Because I want to take all the chart of accounts out. I don't want any yeah. default chart of accounts. So if you do this, um, you get another option that basically tells you, do you want to keep this sort of default setting or do you want to take the whole lot out? Yeah. And then you're only left with about three or four chart of account codes and then you can pop in your own. So uh, that's a, uh, a great yeah. use for this would be um, if you have bought a bunch of licenses to then – because. I don't know who decides what license you get, but you always get these really random like rental licenses and stuff or whatever they're going to be. So this could actually think about this is that solve that issue more than anything as well, or, or would be a good good use of that, wouldn't it, to put it to a, a limited company license or however you're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and back to your uh, point, Aaron, if you, um, yeah, because I'm the same, we're, uh, we're all the same uh, here. We've got we've bought some licenses in the past. You know, you bought them in bulk and they're sort of sitting there empty. So obviously, you could have had them there a couple of years. If you just get, if you just do phone into it to say that I've got that, can you sort of, you know, unlock it? They'll unlock it in the back end for you so that you can do this. They'll check it first and make sure you're not being naughty and just trying to cheat the system. Um, I'm sure, maybe. Um, but I, I know I've got quite a lot of licenses that I've been just using for testing purposes, and really I want them all wiped. Yeah. So I can start yeah. again. Um, now, one other thing that I want to pop in, let me just bring into uh, into the App Store, is uh, so again, uh, I don't normally like to delete, you know. Uh, messy files at all if I can help it you know I'll use lots of different you know tricks whether it's 
just creating a contra account and marking all the supplier bills as paid, you know, to a director's loan, you know, all of the invoices, popping them, you know, paid invoices through undeposited funds or whatever, just to clear it all off and then, you know, draw a line in yeah. the sand. Um, but if you do have a mixture of some of the stuff in there is good, uh, some of it is just, you know, a, a mess, and but there could be a big, big mess. You know, don't forget we've got all of these, you know, you know apps uh, on apps.com, you know, like Sassant, um or the, you know, which, you know, you can use for, you know, importing data, but they, you can also link and then delete your transactions in a bulk. So I know once <laughs> I made the mistake once of, uh, you know, using the import tool in QuickBooks to import a load of invoices, um, but and they were all wrong. So <laughs> I thought, oh no, what can I do? Well, I quickly, I quickly got this app on, and then went in and said, you know, all the invoices that were created between that date and that date, uh, I just want them out. Yeah, and you know, just a bulk delete cleans it all up. So these are great for if you've got things in there. Uh, just to you know, again reverse some of the damage, keeping some of the good stuff. Have you used some of these, Aaron? I'm sure you have. Yeah, especially Sasan. That's been the one I've used more than anything. Um, in fact, thinking about it, it was that sort of idea where they'd connected um, their um, I forget what solution they were using, but e-commerce software to the wrong channel and all this that and the other and suddenly all this data was coming in that was irrelevant and all this uh, yeah so it, that's where i can see the benefit of it isn't it it's when maybe you're trialing that for the first time and it's just gone horribly wrong on you what about you johan are you use any of these yeah ones? i'm a big fan of uh, sasant um i've probably not used it in the last year and a half but i used the delete function a couple of times but in the first two years of practice, we used it loads for importing data. Yeah. And then QuickBooks finally launched their import features. And it's like, oh, well, don't need to bother with that anymore then. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, did, I did wonder whether, I don't know whether uh, some, whether uh, QuickBooks might have got something from Sasan in the background. Because at one point, I didn't know whether they were going to take them over. Uh, but maybe they, you know, maybe they didn't. Maybe they just bought some of their tools and brought them in house. It, it, in fairness, that could have been me because I started chatting out that they bought Sasant when I meant one SAS. So, yeah, <laughs> that might have been fake news. <laughs> fake news, yeah, indeed. It's a use case for Sasant because they can do like 10,000 line imports yeah. Yeah. instead of the 2,000 limit in QuickBooks. So, for the high volume transaction people, there is still a use case there for it. Definitely. And it's so user friendly as well, isn't it? Getting that data in. So user friendly and inexpensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, just a, uh, on this, still sort of on this messy topic or maybe transferring from one QuickBooks to another, which I don't really, uh, what's the word, condone, but, if you did come across a uh, an accountant, hopefully you don't, but you know I've seen it in in forums that you know basically someone's refusing to uh, pass the license across. There are some apps where you can actually you know take a backup apparently of your QuickBooks Online file, although we don't need to. 
I've, I've never felt the urge, but uh, some people really <laughs> like taking backups. You know, I just put my faith in the cloud <laughs> and uh, pray for the best. <laughs> but I, I, when I um, when I first started using QuickBooks, um, I had a client that was they well, they stuck on Sage. I couldn't get them off Sage, and I uh, and I basically stopped working for them because of that. Um, but uh, you know, and I said everything, and they said, "Well." Um, <laughs> one of the questions was, well, what if there's a war and <laughs> we can't get, you know, and the, you know, the server gets, the ser- the, where the servers are held gets bombed? <laughs> and I said, well, if that's the case, it's probably the least of my worries <laughs> for uh, accounting data. But I, I do remember when um, we first, I first started uh, working for QuickBooks and those of us said, you know, the, the security is like as, as much as the bank's. You know, so I sort of think a bit, well, I trust that my bank has got my bank statement information correct and it's held in, a, you know, a cloud. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to, I trust QuickBooks in the same way. But you know, others, you know, still love to take it back up. And uh, from what I've seen on other forums, I think occasionally, uh, and I'm not sure exactly how much data you get from one of some of these. So this is the most popular one, Rewind, although it's not as many uh, uh, reviews, yeah. Yeah. reviews uh, as, yeah. as this other one. Um, that you could, in theory, take it back up and then create a brand new QuickBooks Online file and restore the data in there. I've never tried it. I don't know whether have you ever looked at any of these, Aaron, Johan? See, I've never never had a need to do it, but I always just just use the backup or the the backup feature in QuickBooks, and just that's all I've ever used. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see why people would want a more robust solution because you do have to use a bit. Of, you know, you, you're gonna have to manually import that data back in. It's not just a click of the button and it's restored, is it? But yeah, personally, I just use the backup feature built directly in QuickBooks, and yeah, move on from there. But you, Jan. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same. I've, I've never seen a need for backing up cloud software. Um, but I see a lot of accountants that still like a backup because that's how they used to do it. Yeah. It seems to be quite a big thing for backup providers in American podcasts, do a lot of sponsoring of American podcasts for accountants. Okay. okay. And they very much take it from the angle of we back it up every night. So if your staff member comes in tomorrow and messes it up completely, Rather than trying to unpick their mess, you can just hit the re back, the rewind button, as it were, and go back to. So you're just losing a day's work. It's like if a staff member makes that much of a mess, you've got a bigger problem. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. What have the clients have been playing with? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, anyway, yeah. So that's uh, my sort of uh, little bit there on you know dealing with uh, messes, if you like. Um, should we talk a little bit about year end? Um, yeah, because we never we never got around to talk about it, did we? So um, I'm just going to quickly share screen and bring this one up. So it's a feature that's come into QuickBooks relatively, um, uh, what do you call it, relatively recently. So I'm just loading it now. Oh, something like that. I'm in there. Oh, it's because I'm in that American one, I think. Try one more time. Uh, yeah, so it's one that's come in relatively recently, um, and it's a great feature called work papers. So the idea of work papers is the idea that 
we've already been talking quite a lot extensively on here about this new month end review. So the idea that we can go in and we can look at add data on a month end option. Um, we've just started to implement it in our practice now. We've just started to work it through to see if we can, you know, build it into workflows and everything else. I really do stand by. I think it's going to be a great solution. I just think it's it's difficult to get yourself into that mindset of using it um, because we've already, I, I'm sure Yanya is the same, you've already got your own systems and procedures in place and it was trying to get the QuickBooks um, solution to work for it. But if I jump into this particular client, I've also taken it one step further and I've started using the work papers. So the idea of work papers is basically taking it step further. So one van review is about getting confidence in your data, making sure you're happy with it, you know, signing it off to say that I've, I'm happy with all of these uncategorized transactions or changing them, whatever it's going to be. Um, and it's about spotting errors and keeping it there. Work papers, though, which is currently in your accounts tool, but we've been told by a, a very valuable source that it's going to be moved at some point. Um, but the work papers is about that year-end procedure. So it's about saying that your year-end's completed, so very apt for the fact that we've got six days left or however long it is now of, of this um, personal tax year. Um, but when that year-end procedure has been finished, you now have this work papers solution on here. Now, again, it's going to be a tricky sell for, because this, just to note as well, this is accountants only. Um, only accountants um, or QBOA people get access to this particular piece of um, solution. But the idea is, is that you then have an opportunity to build up what you think the year end is going to be. You get to compare them and then you get to print off some, they're calling it grouping and statements, but we'll come to what that means in a moment. So the idea is that, um, your first bit, and you see here we've got these three sections over here. The first bit is all about trying to build up what the balance is. You believe that balance of the particular balances in your in your statements and your financial statements are going to be. So try and think of it like almost like a checklist. So that's how we've been utilizing it. So for example, proof of balance for the business bank. You'd want to click in there, see what the proof of balance is, or you can have a link or you can upload a download, a, a logo, a, a document or whatever it's going to be. And we've been using it as almost like a checklist. So we go through all of these different ones I've got on this particular one. So um, ordinary share capital, stock assets, you know, fixed asset register and stuff like that. Um, and then we would want to take a copy of something like the NetTracker, uh, you know, wonderful report that comes from there. And we would want to put it into here as proof of what we believe that document or what the balance should be, should I say, at the year end. Once that's happened, then all we need to do is we jump into the review and adjust. And the idea is that we've got supporting documents against what the figure was in, in 2019 and against what it was in 2020. And we're trying to compare the two. Now, we've already kind of given some feedback and more feedback we can get the better. What we'd love to see as a way of kind of giving a price or a value to this would be great. Um, you know, our bank balance comes to one pound for example and we can have a number there and then we can see do they agree and, and everything else and then the idea then is you've got almost like a checklist so you can go through and checklist in them as you go down what i like as well is when it comes to putting adjustments in you'll see at the top here that there are adjustments that's been flown through and because we've kind of locked this in place as when we were doing our working papers then as we do adjusting entries, so as we do a journal entry, for example, and we include it as a adjusting entry just here, 
then they don't necessarily 100% appear on this document straight away. You have to accept those changes. So it's almost got that review process. So for example, you could have your junior going through, putting through the figures in there, making sure that you're happy with them. And then you could leave it to more senior member staff or whoever's reviewing the staff to go through and accept those changes and what men's amendments they've done and go through there. So it kind of puts a new spin on the way that you're creating it. And the idea is that this is supposed to be a place where you're going through and you're doing your normal year-end procedure and you're kind of getting confidence in the numbers that are there, making sure they, they agree to what you expect them to agree, items like that. And at the very end, you have the option to have what's called grouping of statements. And the idea here is we can be a little bit more um, opportunist in what how we're going to show things on, on our reports. Um, so you can have a little bit more maybe of a statutory feel to them if you want to kind of have your statutory management accounts versus your statutory accounts and maybe make it easier for you to compare them. Um, and we, we're exploring the fact is, is this going to be good enough for things like charities and things like that? We don't know yet, but it could be the opportunity for us to go down kind of the more specialist niche um, uh, reporting requirements there. Um, and basically this is bringing in the data that's in there and it gives us a chance to bring it through. And we've seen kind of like a, a report pack that can be run. Um, so as I export it as an Excel, for example, and show you, uh, we're not 100% uh, got, got our heads around yet where this is going to be useful for. But if I quickly um, go through, where's that gone? Download. Oh, it's on the other side. That's what it is. Uh, let me bring it over here. Um, and then here, look, we have the ability to have um, kind of more of like a, a report packed together with notice to reader, balance sheet, income statement, and, and lead schedules and stuff like that. Um, and there is actually an opportunity for you as well to download these working papers. Um, so the tools up here you can download as a zip so you can bring it forward so you've got like a, a way of keeping copy of that so that you can put into your working files or whatever it's going to be um, and it just it's about again giving you that confidence that everything's everything's going how it should be going and, and you, you kind of get to a point of bringing it in there and then in theory if like me you've got the ability to connect your statutory accounts to your or statutory account solution to QuickBooks in theory, you could then be able to move that in there much more seamlessly. Less adjustments need to be made in the statutory ones, less need for open and balanced journals, things like that. So that's, a, well, that's how I feel um, working papers is going to be. Um, it's kind of pre, kind of looking into the future and putting my tinfoil hat on, very much kind of coming to the point of zero had a solution, so QuickBooks is obviously going to bring a solution out that compa compares to it but also it very much looks like there's going to be some sort of you know financial solution accounting solution um coming to quickbooks in the not too distant future what do you guys think to that one i'll let you go first Johan. um i love this tool i think it's this the best tool they've launched in a long time really? I'll, give, okay. I'll tell you how much i love this tool go for it we export now, trial balances from our zero clients, import them onto a license on QuickBooks once a year and do the working papers in QuickBooks. Nice. That is so a glowing endorsement. How much we love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a glowing endorsement, that one. Okay, <laughs> love it. Um, so, like, we've, we took on a client two years, well, a year and a half ago now. She got someone to do a 
transition from Sage to Zero. And to say they made a hash of it would be an understatement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We knew they had, but we couldn't bring ourselves to face doing the work. So we could, we got them working on a day-to-day basis of the profit and loss is right. The balance sheet is a disgrace. Well, for the last couple of weeks, the guys have been working on it, but we imported it from the TB from zero into QuickBooks. We're doing the working papers. We're getting evidence for the each opening balance, each closing balance. So we've just got complete confidence that the set of accounts that we've just drafted today are spot on. Yeah, regardless of the mess that was made from whoever did the transfer right so yeah i mean we've now we're actually moving 70 percent of our clients from zero to that are on zero at the moment over to quickbooks this month because wow. they're not just where they are and we want a, we want this month end tool yeah and the working yeah. paper tool because at the moment working papers are taking a bit of work because you're going through and you're adjusting stuff but my theory is if you're doing your month-end checks every month with the month-end tool in QuickBooks, your working papers should be a, a day, half a day, just sense checking and going through to make sure you're happy. You're attaching your evidence. And then, as you said, Aaron, it should be a 10-minute job in your account production software. Exactly. It should be an import format and stick it out on the e-sign. Disclosures, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. I think... I, I do love the solution. I just, it just, yeah, it just irks me a little bit in terms of there's so much more potential there. I think that's what I see. And I think I'm not, not like putting that to one side and just using what's there now. Cause like, like always, it's, it's a great start. And I know there's going to be some iterations. I know it, you know, it will get there eventually like everything else. Um, and I think that that's it. And it, and, and in my mind, I just, yeah, I just, I just wish there was a way of just being able to bring those, you know, those, documents in but it it is such a huge um opportunity though for people to have that confidence in it and though and have that mm-hmm. ability to do it in fingers at, at the moment prior to this we used to just whatever it didn't matter what quickbooks were saying at that point we would just export it and use our own um working papers tool make as many adjustments as we need to and then we knew we'd just do an opening balance at the end of it so you know we'll get there eventually but a long-winded less productive way um this way everything's all done in in the solution meaning that there's no you should you pretty much should get away with no open balance shouldn't you which is it's ideal isn't it yeah yeah i mean well i've um you know i've not really looked at that at the um the working papers or the the month-end review much yeah uh, i've not felt the need but even with a company that i sort of help once a week as like their you know outsourced finance director um because I reconcile their balance sheet within an inch of its life every month. Uh, so I'm really sort of quite particular, and I have been for years, about reconciling every balance sheet account like a bank. So all of my accruals are fully reconciled, so I can run an unreconciled report against prepayments and accruals um, and everything else. And I'd already had my sort of year-end pack in a management report, which I sort of built. So it was already sort of there. there. I'm not. I'm not felt that I've needed to use that tool yet, um, but I will. You know, I do. I do keep meaning to take a look at it. But that's just. Um, I suppose that's just me a bit on that one. And I think to that point, I think that's that's exactly where this is point or is going to find its benefit because 
like for me if i pick up a client especially a client i've known for a while i could you know i would never never actually do it but i'd probably get away with not doing working papers for some of them because i know what the balance should be i know what they've got to be and it's i'm basically going through the motions of getting to that balance to get it there um but when you've got staff members and especially junior staff members just giving them that nudge to go oi have you reconciled this you know you've yeah, your bank might be reconciled, but what about that control account that we've got sat there? And what about that that PayPal account or whatever the, you know whatever the clients' issues have got? I think that's where this really comes into play, um, and it just gives that you know for less experienced staff members, it gives them that confidence to go, oh yeah, I, I didn't check that, and, and of course I should check it, and actually it was wrong, and now it's right, and now I feel better about it, you know that sort of thing. So yeah, I can definitely see that that's coming in. Um, what, what do you guys think then from a working papers point of view, what do you think kind of next steps would be in, in there or how would you want it to be? I know you've not used it yet too much, Ash, but you know, is there anything you'd want to kind of see going forward with it? Um, I suppose from, it's difficult, isn't it? For, for, it's going to change. It's going to be very different between accountant uh, or accountancy firm to accountancy firm. I think we've had this similar conversation before where if you're, uh, let's say like I was, um, pretty much QuickBooks Online only, never used anything else, um, and that was the only thing I, I had. So if there, you know, if there was an inbuilt tool where I just did my tax and everything from that, then you know I'd probably use it. Whereas, you know, other firms, you know, if you've got a mixture of you know zero QuickBooks, when it comes to doing the year end stuff. You know, and you've got lots of start different staff. They only want to use the same year-end tool, don't they? So it yeah. doesn't matter whether it comes from QuickBooks or Sage or Zero or FreshBooks or whatever. That data goes in, but you're using the one platform to actually do your year-end accounts. So I suppose it, it's really going to depend on um, whether people become. And I suppose that could be into its goal. You know, that's the. The QuickBooks only practice because they're not going to use any other software, um, and I suppose that will will vary depending on uh, you know on the individual, the team. Yeah, so well, it, it seems to have certainly worked on you, Jan, hasn't it? I mean, what what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be. I mean, I should really promote or give the person whose idea it was a pay rise for the trial balance thing because <laughs> they literally said, well. We have to import the trial balance into our accounts production software. Yeah. So what's stopping us from importing the trial balance into QuickBooks, doing the working papers, and then your accounts and taxes from there once they've got the features? Yeah. It's like, well, if you've bought, brought a load of cheap licenses, at, you know, a few pounds a month, about 24 quid a year stopping you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for the efficiencies right. and the, the confidence that, like you, Aaron, was saying that it gives your junior staff members the confidence they've gone through and checked it all. Yeah. That in turn gives us confidence as business owners and managers that they've checked it all. We can see that. They've not unchecked anything. They've not missed anything. We'll do some sense checking. But it gives us confidence in what's going on is right. Um, so right. for that confidence, I'll pay for a blank license to sit there for a, a year and just be have a trial balance imported once a year quite happily. Yeah, no, it is really, really. I'm, I'm really impressed that you kind of said that because I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, 
I'm on the fence myself in terms of do I want a accounting solution in QuickBooks, but you know I do see the massive benefit of the, and 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 the day it's going to happen. I mean that's you know they you know tax assist not tax assist <laughs> um, Turbo Tax is obviously in America for a reason, and that's where they made their most of their money, isn't it? So it's going to come at some point, but you know. MTD and everything's going to change the, probably the plan that they had 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 for it, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one going forward. So no, I, I'm I like it, and I just I just hope that the um, the working paper side of things has that kind of knock on effect of how we look at it, it gives us more tools because ultimately for me, I'd love some of the smart scan features to come into it. You know, so there's more of an AI element to it so that, that can check that data and, and have a look at it. That'd be great. But, you know, it's still a great great start and a great thing from there. Cool. Any any more on the working papers side of things? I think so, Aaron. All good cool. for me. Cool, because I know we've just reached that hour mark. So um, let's think about the next steps on what we're going to do next um although actually before we do that i just want to bring because it was an interesting conversation we were having just beforehand um i i'm really liking what we're hearing about the banking side of things so quickbooks bank um i know we're, we feel like it's going to be a bit of a long-winded way off and there's still some time to go on it and everything else but have, has either of you kind of thought any further about how you think that's going to be implemented or what use case you can see of it and everything else it was a it's definitely something that that for me it's one of those features that i'm more focused on than anything else i can see quite quite a bit bit of element to it john you, you, you want to go first yeah i mean i you know as i was saying earlier i was chatting to modular who were kind of powering this um about a different situation entirely i was trying to find a bulk payment solution for a client um but if quickbooks banking is going to be along the lines of starling revolt those kind of features and abilities where you can set up a bank account within minutes. Like we can already onboard a client onto QuickBooks within minutes. Yeah. Like if we can onboard a client into QuickBooks within minutes and create them a bank account at the same time, and then they get the bank card through while we book them onto an onboarding session with QuickBooks for 90 minutes where they link everything together, it's a really smooth experience for your client. It certainly is, yeah. And yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on this one, Aaron. The, the banking, the ability to have a QuickBooks bank account, providing it is a genuine bank account. Yeah, it's not one of these. Oh, it's within QuickBooks. You can only pay QuickBooks people with QuickBooks money. Yeah. Then I'm all up for it. I think it's going to be a fantastic feature. I think it's got lots of potential. Like I said the other week on your on the Messenger chat, like does this lead to lending options from QuickBooks because we've got live accurate data? You know, we go to our lenders with for our clients and they, they're looking at data that's anywhere between one and six months to 12 months old yeah. uh, for their accounts and stuff. QuickBooks can lend on behavior and patterns that they've got the data for. And if they've got a bank account, they can do the lending. I think there's a lot of, benefits and automation for us as accountants but i think there's a lot of support that can come from this from quickbooks for small businesses to really thrive yeah 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 and that's the important thing isn't it because i know i know the data you're talking about there the data that is in quickbooks was used 
extensively for furlough and and um, considerations and self-employed income support scheme considerations and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. the data is already doing it, what it's intended to do, isn't it? It's, it's supporting clients, businesses, and and everything else. And having that there, it also for us as as business advisors, as you know, we've got to drop the term accountants going forward, haven't we? And it's you know that business. It gives us more of a role we can see ourselves as being beneficial and actually helping because you know it sounds great that you know one day we'll be business advisors as opposed to accountants but that's only going to be helpful if we're actually helping clients and helping them go forward but with stuff like this it seems like we're going to have the option to to do that and i really like the idea of you know especially at the beginning it's less of a a bank um, a full bank that we're talking about but more of an expense type um, scenario expense card scenario i think that's going to give us lots of opportunities to push it forward what, what about you ash is it something you're going to be interested in at all or or, or, or what do you think um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm slightly on the fence with it but i agree with johan yeah that's got to you know, from my point of view and for the company i help it has to be a, like a proper bank where i can pay any single supplier any employee um and they'll work well you know as as a bank that might sit in between another bank that i use you know, so they might have their main bank account and then we'll just literally top it up now and again. So I've got a load of suppliers who want to pay, so I might just top it up with some money and then use it to pay all the suppliers. If it's going to do it, you know, if it's going to do it automatically, then, you know. Imagine well, the good habits it could form, though, for your clients. So your client uses a QuickBooks bank card in Cafe Nero or wherever. Yeah. Right, the moment I use my card, before the blooming card machine's process the payment starling's telling me i've spent money <laughs> imagine that's your quickbooks app saying you've spent money take a picture of the receipt yeah where's the receipt yeah uh, the good habits it could power are fantastic yeah and 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 we we've definitely been given some inkling that there's going to be some form of opportunity for agents to have some uh, way of kind of helping clients along so some sort of approval process whatever it's going to be um, and that opens up the door like you said about that that whole good habits but also we could encourage good habits of well your tax bill is looking like it's going to be xyz so let's save some money for you because clients ask that all the time it's just mm-hmm. we can't do that for them now because we don't want to you know get involved in all that red tape of having to have all the different bank accounts and everything else but if we could have a solution that works you know they could open some really good opportunities there for you to you know, help save clients that, that money for their taxes or whatever it's going to be and, you know, at least give you them that, um, QuickBooks video. It was a couple of years ago on QuickBooks Connect. I know you and it, the Zoom feature built in, the yoga instructor struggling with yeah. her rent, the accountants, within the day, they've had a Zoom chat, the accountants had a look at the figures, they've looked at the data, they've managed to get a mortgage based on that data. And within 24 hours of the problem arising, the business advisors, we should call them, has gone with QuickBooks through communication all in one place and actually found this huge saving of costs because they're going to have a mortgage instead of a rent. Yeah. And it's like it's another step in that direction towards that end feature where it's yeah. an all-in-one solution. And I know there's a lot of accountants out there that are zero only or sage only or free agent, whatever, we are working towards a QuickBooks only solution because we can see the future that QuickBooks is looking at delivering. But even then, I think there's enough features there for you to be able to communicate with all your clients, regardless of their accounting software. Yeah. 
So, but you will have a smoother and better experience if you're a QuickBooks only provider, which is what they're looking for. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And but it will become a point where you know clients are going to have to have some form of solution. And I think, like you said, if they've got all of that future proofing there, then that, they're going to gravitate towards that, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. I think we'll be having less and less conversations like that going forward because I think there's only going to be a couple of people who are going to win that race, especially when MTD comes out. It's going to be which one are you on? Okay, you know, which client, which accountants suit you best? So basically, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. or business advisors should we say at that point? <laughs> cool, brilliant, awesome. I feel I think that worked really well. Ash, um, I know I'm going <laughs> to throw this at you because we didn't discuss it before. But when's the next one on Ash? Um, well, actually, we may have to postpone it a week because I'll just check my diary for the, which would normally be the 13th of April, and I'm running a local payroll webinars on that day and also the advanced certification uh, pretty much that week. So I think that if um, they, uh, so it might be three weeks to the 20th of uh, April, uh, looks good. That's for, uh, for us, so we could have to uh, miss a week. And just actually before, I'm just going to uh, go off on a little tangent. I'm running, I know we're running out of time, but when you were talking about using zero, uh, or you've got a client on zero and popping information in Sage, I just wondered um, does zero connect to Zapier and QuickBooks connect to Zapier? Because I'm just thinking, if, if some of the clients using zero, and you set up some tools that say every time things go into zero, zap it into QuickBooks. I think that's a good one. Know, how much that would cost on the uh, on the, the on the Zapier app, uh, which is something to think about then. It definitely is because I've I've really confused. We, we kind of glazed over it, but in one SaaS, there's that connection to FreshBooks, and that's confused me. I, I, I don't. I can't get my head around why or what that solution is. I just haven't found that scenario yet where that works and that would be a really good solution. So maybe they should build the one for zero and then that's it. You sort it then yeah, and you just <laughs> let them I, can do one, one. I just sit on the QuickBooks and it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That, that, could, that could solve everyone's issue. So yeah, maybe you should push for that for a zero integration to happen. I wonder how um, how good uh, how Zero would appreciate that on their app store. We'll see. Yeah. Well, they let QuickBooks time, like you said, so possibly open open. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I know we've had a couple of questions, but we're already over time, so apologies for that one. We'll uh, we'll keep a note of them and we'll bring them into the next one. Um, again, if you listen on that podcast, though, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, and um, that's always the best way of being able to see us live. And also, we've got our individual youtube channels as well where you could see on there so um uh johan has you got anything you want to kind of talk about or promote or anything that's coming up this this is your opportunity to push anything you've got any social plans or anything i don't know uh no i am on quickbooks ask the expert on thursday morning though so that, that is the one that's it. Yeah, i'll definitely be there how are you finding the ask the expert series yeah it's good it's uh now we've got past the whole government constantly changing the rules around it of what we and having to talk about the same thing every week it's nice to have a bit of diversity in there um, and yeah i'm enjoying it it is good isn't it yeah i i I'll always remember that time when literally the next day i was on and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning what furlough means myself so you know <laughs> suddenly i've got to go and ask the expert and explain it to everyone um but no it's brilliant brilliant platform ash have you got anything coming up any youtube videos you want to promote or push or anything like that 
Um, I've, I've not got any uh, planned for this week. I've, I've, got, I've put a couple on there for last week. Uh, so you can check out the uh, Quibbix Tips in 60 Seconds. Literally takes you 60 seconds to watch a video. <laughs> so there's a few on there. Is there any anyone any coming up? Any exciting ones? Um, well, the one I put on last week or the beginning of this week was quite a handy one if you if you're using the the send later because not everyone realises that send later button when you do an invoice. Good point. Yeah, yeah. And then actually, you know, ticking that box and then someone else might check the invoices, you know, and then send them all later in a batch. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it is a good little feature. That one, yeah, that's something we uh, we use regularly on ours. So, um, yeah, and I'm hoping soon to um, bring in the um, accounting manager integration properly. So I've been talking with them to see if I can get some bit of insight of when that's coming live. So I'm looking forward to playing around with that one. I don't just do you use it, your accounting manager? Is yeah, it? yeah, use it, love it. Um, been nagging them for that. Uh, the new workflow update, which yeah. I've seen a preview of, it looks fantastic. Um, and the Zapier link. So, yeah, that, that brings up some so many options, doesn't it? For us, yeah. uh, and my, my other big one is Go Proposal. I don't use Go Proposal yet, but I know they have a Go Cardless integration, and we run off Go Cardless. So, yeah. if I can get my client to be able to sign up and give me my give Go Cardless and you know, accept the proposal and all that, like all in one file suite. We, we use Practice Ignition, um, yeah. which, so because that's already got Zapier, the moment someone signs up, they automatically get a Receipt Bank account set up. Uh, oh, okay. The billing data is dealt with by Practice Ignition. It's halved our onboarding process. It's fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah I can imagine. We probably reduce it another 30 or 40% with a workload once Accountancy Manager talks to Zapier. So, yeah, so it was you that kept dagging them all the time, then was it? I knew, I know someone yeah. was, I couldn't figure out who else it was. <laughs> Brilliant, awesome. Yeah, that's going to be something we're going to have to do one of these days. We're going to have to do an accounting, um, uh, accounting manager special on here as well because I did promise them one day, so we'll make sure we'll uh, we'll let, let you know on that one. Okay, so I think that's it then. Is that, that everything, Ash? Nothing else we need to cover, was there? Yeah, that's all down from me. And that's everything for me. So thank you, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you, Jan, for coming on. You've been excellent as always. Can't wait to have you on again, if, if you'll come again, that is, of course. Thank you very much. Always a privilege. Cheers. Thank you very much. And with that, we're going to play out our outro, and we will see you in three weeks' time. Um, and I'm sure we'll have some wonderful news to talk about with QuickBooks. I'm sure finally by then they'll have some features that can drop and we can talk about. So see you then. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.